0: Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter at The Ask Brothers. Get all our content on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and SoundCloud at Ask Bros. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. The world record for ejaculations in one hour is 16. 16 ejaculations in one hour. And I can tell you that I believe in 90 minutes of football, I came close. I believe I came close. It's a oh, lot how did of, you work on that one? It's a lot of <laughs> agenda. I put it in the meeting agenda, Darren. If you read <laughs> the, the meeting me- agenda. Agenda. The agenda, the agenda that I sent out, it the said... The uh,
1: notes. I didn't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't realise.
0: I sent notes and at the bottom of the notes, it was one of the key notes, was how many... Times can a man ejaculate in a day, but I have only found the record for in an hour. And the other question I posed was, how much male ejaculate do you have in your balls and how long does it take to replenish? And that has been much harder to discover. But my purpose, Darren and Ryan, my purpose for looking up that stuff was I was so depleted. I was so depleted at the end of the Tottenham game from my just swollen balls ejaculating over our team and how fucking good we were and how shit Tottenham were and the fact that they're in third and we made them look so fucking bad that they look like at the bottom of the fucking table team. I wanted to know what was possible, Darren, and that's what's possible 16 times now. Darren, you're quite old. I imagine that your ejaculate is, 16 is considerably times a year. 16 reduced. 16 times
1: a year is my oh, goal these days. Oh,
0: well, you're fucking, you're beating me then. Actually, no, I probably, own, I don't even have sex six times a year. I still ejaculate quite a lot, but mainly because I touch my own willy. But Arsenal, Darren, Arsenal reached out of the television and Arsenal touched my willy. Did they yeah, touch yours?
1: They touched yeah. mine. They they <laughs> touched mine every week. But uh, they, they were especially good at touching it this week. Can we move on from these penis <laughs> analogies every, get every it week?
0: I just—I feel at this point that it's not NASPRO's rank cast unless it's got something to do with, with penises. I know, I guess, but, my, but... Mother,
1: my mother said to me the other day, nothing because she's been dead for 20 years. <laughs> uh, Ryan, how aroused
0: were you by the Arsenal performance? What level of arousal did you have?
2: Nothing gets my dick harder than seeing 11 men on the field uh,
0: playing football. Joe you know gets my uh, eleven view? men younger than me. So uh, you know gets like, my like it hard... Hard... You know what gets my dick hard, Ryan? When people no, I'm sure you're going to tell microphone... us and interrupt
1: us. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you're going to just... tell us, I'll ask us a good question, say. then fucking interrupt and then tell us what you think. Well, yeah. I was going <laughs> to oh, say, to Ryan, what gets my it.
0: dick hard is when people have their microphone volume set to a reasonable level, not not the deafening high decibel levels that Ryan is currently set to. But or is my headphones really loud? <laughs> <on> the
1: <laughs> exactly, there you go exactly Fuck.
0: we're really like anyone who's tuning in for the first time this is as professional as we get as professional as we get uh Ryan, your arousal is very high hard <laughs> that, nipples? uh i I all oh, no. what it, it's funny that's the one thing i i think uh
2: i have every game like darren said is, is my hard nipples because yeah it's my dick getting hard it ha- it it's weird. It's hard. It's not hard. I, I don't know. But yeah, eleven guys uh, on the pitch always, always, always hard. Always a wreck. Not coming as much. And and it's it's kind of funny when I saw the question in our chat, uh, you know, how much do you ejaculate and all that good stuff, which it, it was actually there to all the listeners. Um, and I and it's weird because I've said this on like multiple shows, a lot of times on this. But I'm like
0: a shotgun.
2: I I I, I have a big load. But I'm like, I'm, I'm out. I'm out for the count
0: for you know uh, quite so some were you time, done were so. you done in the first five minutes of the game, Ryan? Because we look good. We look good for, we yeah. look good from the first passage of, yeah. of passing play. Well, so I I gamed a little bit. I, I had a I had a a, a couple wanks
2: before the game because I knew <laughs> I kind of knew we were gonna take control of the game early on, the first 20 minutes. So I kind of like you know, like just before you're about to have sex with, with with the girl for the first time, you know, you have a couple wanks in the in the days leading up, but just in case, you never know. Um, so I lasted till about probably what I probably till, uh, which is kind of late in the game when Saliba nutmegged uh, fucking, what's his name? You yeah. tantric, right? Yeah. You, oh yeah. I came without touching my dick. My wife actually asked me a couple of days ago if I could do that, if I could actually come without touching my own dick, and I said, yeah. Watching Arsenal play—that's that's the only time. You'll never get me. To, you'll, you'll never get me
0: there. So, Darren, uh, he
2: hasn't spoken to me since.
0: Yeah, that's what happens when you come in her eye without her touching you. Darren, moving on from the penises. She came in my head. eye. That's
2: why I'm wearing glasses. She came in my <laughs> eye. I got pink eye now. That's why I'm wearing glasses.
0: Pink eye comes from the butthole, Ryan. You need to do <laughs> things. Oops. Darren, would you like to wade in with something? No, with I, I wouldn't
1: have waded anything with you two. <laughs>
0: We started off with seven <laughs> listeners and uh, we're down to four, and I think that's a pretty pretty good effort from us because we often go down to zero very fast.
1: Um, Where's that? Where's that? What's he called? What was he called? Come on, I remembered this morning. What's the guy? Uh, why not? Why not sentiment him? The fellow who started this- every week with our, mm-hmm. our tetra out. Every gonna, week gonna, he started get
0: to our tetra with Arteta
1: out, and uh, I just want him to just big man up and come back on like he did every show last year and just say sorry Darren you were absolutely right and I'm a complete cunt not very really, good
0: <laughs> i think there's an interesting conversation to be had Darren about how important it is for people to when they have made a statement when they when they have a platform as we have a platform, I think one thing that Ask Brothers has always done better than most is when we are disproven of something we've said, I think we're we're really good at saying I was wrong and putting our hands up and saying I was wrong. And I don't think there's enough people out there willing to put their hands up and say
1: they're and wrong. I can actually say I will also do that when it actually happens. I will also do that when, if ever, it actually happens
0: but i think that i think there's a i think there's a, still a large cohort of of people out there who are sitting quietly who will still just be waiting there, there's a lot of conversation out there you know these people are gone and the emirates is rocking and you know from what i could see and feel through the television the emirates was absolutely fucking rocking from start to finish but i do think that there's a there's still going to be a cohort of people that are just just going to wait Darren, they're just going to wait. And, you know, one of the the conversation topics for today, Dazza, is, you know, a lot of these Arteta Rounds, they wanted Conte. They were willing to pay big money for Conte. They were willing to let him, to say, give him the, the whatever he had requested, you know, £300 million or £400 million to, to rebuild a squad. And if I was a Tottenham fan, I would not be fucking happy with that style of football away at Arsenal in arguably the biggest game of the year.
1: We were, I mean, we were in such a state of depression back in the day. I think we would have happily taken Conte. I think I was on record time. I didn't want him because I just like him. You know, it's just something about his face that just, you know, doesn't work for me at Arsenal. Um, he was somebody who, who joins a club for a year or two, spends a lot of money and then moves on. Excellent manager. When he went to Tottenham, I was very, very worried because he's very, very good. You know how many years? But he just wouldn't have... For me, his face didn't fit at Arsenal. We don't want someone. We've just had a manager for 22 years. I wanted a manager for another 22 years. That's the way I feel. If we look after someone and they're good, then let it work. But that's how bad things were. That, you know, Conti, when he was up, we were sure we could get him. People were desperate for him because he was good and we weren't. Would he come to Arsenal? You know, um, so it is, it was sort of a bit of synchronicity, a bit like Richarlison going to to Tottenham. You know, you get those horrible bastards who you just hope that never play for your club. And then when they go to Tottenham, it just feels like a perfect piece of karma. So yes. um, I don't, you know, I just don't think we need to worry. But I, I mean, for those people who said Arteta out, there were times lots of clubs would have sacked Arteta. Lots and lots, especially the bigger clubs, wouldn't have, have given him the third year because we weren't very good. But look, but that little bit of investment in him as a person, everyone in that club says how good he is. And, um, you know, let's just let's just be grateful that we didn't make a rash decision 12 months ago.
0: Ryan, do you find it, I don't know, is it interesting, is it a phenomenon that Tottenham hire cunts that have cunt faces? It, it Honestly, it's like, because I th- there's p- players in other teams who I like, who I'm like, oh, I would I would have them at Arsenal. Everyone at Tottenham's a cunt. Conte's a cunt, and they've all got cunt faces.
2: Well, I'll come out, and I, I was a big Conte supporter before we hired Emery, uh, or I guess when we hired Emery. Uh, you know, you never want to be the guy that replaces Vanger. You want to be the guy that replaces the guy. That replaces Arsene Wenger. Um, I want to Kante after uh, a Wenger because exactly by because of exactly what Darren said. He's a guy that comes in for a couple of years, he spends a lot of money, and he fucks off. That's kind of what we needed. We needed someone to kind of re- rejuve it, squad, rebuild it. Um, to be fair, I think this is probably the better way going young and doing this, but I, I, I didn't think this was possible given uh, the requirements for the Premier League. So I was like, yeah, bring in Conte, have him spend all of our fucking money, and uh, get lost, and then we bring in Arteta. So, yeah, I'll be one of those guys. But, yeah, he, uh, obviously he's a cunt, and uh, I'm excited he's at Tottenham because he's ruining them. But to be fair, too, I, I will give, I guess, maybe him a little credit. I don't know about a little credit, but if I'm a Tottenham fan, I'm not exactly not happy the way they play because that this is their, this is is their he's playing to their strengths. This is where they excel on the counter. They're fucking shit. That's the only thing they can fucking do because they're terrible. And uh, fuck them, you know. And exactly. And again, a great point by Darren. Where Charleston, hate him, miserable cunt. He can fuck right off. When when they came out with the story, how he got selected for the Brazil national team, and they showed a picture of him with his all of his families and all of his family in the Flavella watching him get picked on a little fucking shithole TV. And everyone's crying and laughing. I'm like, "Oh, you're, you're a cunt!" I don't. The media can can build you up all they fuck all you fucking want. You're a cunt. I hate you. And uh Tottenham is is a perfect place for him. And yes, all they do is recruit cunts just like Man United. And it's the exact reason why I hate Man U. Um, probably even still probably a little more Tottenham, although it's getting very very close because how much I can't stand with Charleston. Um, but yeah,
0: fuck them. Fuck Tottenham. We win. London's red. Really fucking went all in on that point, Brian. Um, as, as I always
1: do. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was just gonna say, though, sorry, mate. It's just uh, the, the thing that's important here this is a results business, and you know, we, we are so excited at the moment because we're not only winning but we're playing with style. You know, Spurs are third in the table, you know, they're, they're playing. I would hate to watch that style of football, I would hate to have a team that just they sits play anti football. Yeah, but they sit, they defend in a block of 11. They play like teams that were played in the past that are, that are poor. You know, your Stoke City's, your things. They, you know, they're waiting for a free kick so they can put all their big lads up. It, it was kind of embarrassing, but he 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 makes it work. They've spent some good money. I'm sure they've got some good players. And, and it's a results business and they're doing okay. So still, even though we're slagging them off, they're third in the table. He's, he's still a very, very good manager. I'm just so yeah. delighted that we, we didn't take that risk and go that way. I mean, I'd hate it. Hate it, hate
0: it. It, um, it goes against, you know, if I think about the the Champions League final, Tottenham, there was a period of time where I was jealous of the, the football that they were playing. You know, they were, they were playing some, some, and I fucking hate Tottenham. I fucking hate Tottenham like anyone else, but I'm big enough to look at another club and be at a point where I was saying, you know, they've extended beyond us. They're playing good football. I said at the start of the season, I'd give my left nut for Hon Min Sun. At our club, I, th- I think he's a fucking superb player. He's never in the game with the way that that they're playing. You know, they, it. If you're a Tottenham fan and you're coming up against Arsenal, it's two games of the year where it doesn't matter whether you're home or away. You go out and and you play. And Darren too, for for Conte to throw the towel in, for him to make the changes that he made, essentially saying. We're no longer chasing this game. I'm saving the players for Champions League. That sends possibly the worst message that you can send to a fan base. I'm sure Tottenham will. Tottenham fans will justify it one way or another. But you know, if that ha- th- if that th- happened th- at Arsenal, there would be fucking anarchy.
1: You you both watched the game like me. You know that at 70 minutes, at 70 minutes as late as that, three one up. If they nick a goal, then we're gonna panic. Yep. As fans, we're going to panic. You know, we 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 know that if it got back to three-two, we'd all be thinking, "Oh no, the fucking ten men. We're three-one up. They fucking scored. You know, Kane's going to get an equaliser in the last minute." That would have spread around the Emirates because we're still new at this being good, you know. And there would have been a nervousness. There would have been whistling for the final whistle ten minutes before the end. We would have sat back deep. It would have been awful. Um, and for Conte to actually, you know, give up, which he did. You know, he just. Town. It was like fuck me, they've they've given up. They don't believe in themselves. He doesn't believe his team is good enough to come back. And that was where suddenly there's a marker in the ground now because you know, for twenty years we were better than them, a lot better than them. And then for the last four or five, they've overtaken us. As you say, they're playing better football. They finished higher in the table. You know, they they even stopped being our rivals for for a decade. You know, United were our rivals, Liverpool were our rivals, City were our rivals, Chelsea were our rivals, Tottenham were just that lot down the road they were hopeless the last five years those positions have changed and the fact that they threw the towel in how would you feel as a supporter that's all they needed I remember Saliba made a mistake with about 15 minutes to go and they got a free kick and they just piled everyone forward nothing came of it but I thought oh this is going to go in and then it's going to be a disaster for the last 10 minutes but it wasn't they didn't do anything I, I mean there's a marker in the ground now we are now back where we deserve North London is red
2: I cheered harder probably when Conte did the four subs than probably any goal we scored. Just because, again, like Darren said, that they just he, he he literally the talent he gave up. I was going absolute berserk when I saw those four subs on the touchline. It, it was it was it, it, it was fantastic. And to Darren's point, yeah, the Tottenham have uh, finished above us in the last six straight seasons, so about time.
0: I think that's a marker of mentality and and Arsenal to put that marker down at the start of this season you know for Conte to say we're not going to get back in this you know and, and do that whether he's trying to send a message to his team or a message to his strikers I don't know regardless it's a it's a horrible message to players club and fans and I genuinely think that that singular decision will mark the end of of Conte I think you'll see Tottenham start to go off the boil in a big way now, because those players can't be enjoying playing that way.
1: With his track record, he's likely to jump ship very soon or try to yep. initiate being sacked very soon because he's not enjoying it. He wants to win so the title. So I
0: started looking at the betting markets, Darren, after that game. make Conte, to be sacked before January, is paying about $85 Right, I think I just think there's some value in it. I, I like I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like there's some value. Speaking of betting, I put a bet on Arsenal an hour before the game. I had Arsenal to win more than three goals scored, and I won a nice two hundred bucks on that one. So that was think- my level of that was my level of confidence. But Darren, it's been so long since I went into a game, and I wasn't fearful. I don't know how you guys felt, but. I didn't have a lot of trepidation. I'd usually be over the last few years, like sick to my stomach going into a Tottenham game. I wasn't. I thought we were a better team. I knew we had our full squad. I thought that we would score goals and I didn't think we would ship shitty goals. Was it the same for you guys?
1: Well, I mean, sorry, Ryan, I mean, um, no. I was very much, I think next week, and I know we're going to talk about that, but next week, I know it's on our agenda. Um, but uh, <laughs> the first agenda we've ever had, but uh I thought going into Liverpool next week, we're probably going to be the bookies' favourites. I mean, maybe not, but do you know, that's how I think, how quickly things have changed. I think changed.
0: we should be, I think we should I'm be. I'm going the into favorites. Liverpool we game,
1: not with that trepidation that we had with Tottenham. I normally hate the Tottenham. It's probably my least favourite game of the the season at home to Tottenham because there's just no, unless you win, there's just nothing good about it. It's nervy before, it's nervy during. And, you know, they've only beaten us once in the last 20-odd years. You know, we shouldn't worry so much, but we don't. Playing Liverpool for the last, what, five, six seasons, we've been battered home and away. You know, my wife's from Liverpool, so I, I got tickets up at Anfield quite regularly. You know, I've seen us get battered by Liverpool more than anyone. I'm going into next week's game, and I'm not saying we're going to win it. I'm not saying it's going to be the same. But I'm going in there with confidence that we we can win that game, which I haven't had for four or five years. So, And, and yet, just one other thing I just thought of, with Arteta at half-time in that game, how good was he? Because we were under the cosh, really, for about 20 minutes towards the end of that first half, after they got that soft goal. And yet they came out in the second half, and he'd rebuilt that confidence. And we came out and we just controlled the game. Sorry, too many points. But they're all flooding in because I'm so happy. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, for me,
0: the Liverpool game, I know it's very early in the season, but that for me is season-defining. It's its already a season-defining game. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, on that statement?
2: So it, it is because of the name uh because liverpool are not playing well this season uh they just drew against brighton although brighton's playing pretty well even without grant Potter, which i know a lot of us didn't think was going to happen um but yeah I, I think with liverpool i think it's going to be a big test for us but with saying that i was i'm i want to say I, I was definitely more nervous going against tottenham than i am against liverpool i think tottenham are just the perfect counter to us i think what we but we, I i don't know, we're, we're playing great football, don't get me wrong, but I think little holes in our game and things we maybe don't do at 100%, or what time and excel at, whereas, like, Liverpool have Firmino and Salah, and, like, Diego Jota always shows up against us. So, like, you know, he's going to obviously score against us at least one goal. But I just, i I don't, their team, just looking at their team top to bottom, I'm just like, what, like, really? Like, I, like, it's, you know, going into it, and you know, people always say, and which I, I mean, no, I always say, you know, when you're going into North London Derby, form goes out the fucking window. You know, when we, when we beat him 3 1 last season, I we weren't playing well, but we were like, you know, if, but in preparation for the game, we were like, okay, doesn't matter. North London Derby, anything could happen. This is the game. We have to, we have to come away with, uh, you know, points. Yeah. You know, but with Liverpool, yeah, they battered us every, every, every time. And I don't know. I just, I just, I don't see what they're going to offer uh, us as a challenge, uh, you know. Besides the fact of you know, just by again by the name, by Salah, by Firmino, by Diego Jota, because they midfield the shit, and I know it's something that we want to talk about. And I think a big X factor, and I think a big thing that's going to really help us solidify this game in this in these three points is is going to be Thomas Partey.
0: Darren's season defining already for Arsenal in the sense of it.
1: No, if no, there, no. Was, if there was, if there was,
0: if there was something that you could point the finger at Arsenal prior to the start of this season, actually even in this season, if you look at the Man U result, it was that we weren't taking scalps, we weren't taking top team scalps. That's why I I, I feel like it's season defining because I feel like if we go and do that, and we go and take points from Tottenham and we take points from Liverpool, it creates. An environment for those players where any of the stigmas of the past start to be removed. That's why it's season defining for me.
1: Yeah, I still, I mean, I, I still don't want to get too carried away this year. I still think that if you look at the results we've had so far. Um, if they were scattered throughout a normal season, you would expect us to win all of them. And I know Premier League's really tough and that doesn't happen, but all of the all of the teams we played so far you would expect us to beat, including really Tottenham at home. You know, maybe, you know, that was a big scout. But we played well at, at Manchester United and we still managed to lose, you know. So there is still that. Liverpool turned up and won 9-0 the other week. There's still that. Um, I just think if we do get beat, it's all about performance. If we continue to play well, we don't get battered. The thing that was, that's where we've approached, you know, are title challenges really? Are we really going to compete with Manchester City? don't know. But where we're different is we've got to compete with these teams. We were better than Manchester United, didn't get the points. We were better than Tottenham Hotspur and we got the points. And now we're going into a Liverpool game where for the last four or five years, we've just hoped we're not going to get beat by four or five. And uh, now we're going into the game hoping we're going to get something out of it, or thinking we can get something out of it. So, you know, there's a huge change in 12 months. But season-defining, no, if we get beat, we're going to roll our sleeves up and get on with it. If we win the game, wow, you know, that 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 just puts a lot of distance between us and Liverpool already for, for Champions League. And then do we start talking about, can we win the title? <laughs> do we? Do we? Do we dare to, do we, do
0: we dare to dream... Darren, staying with you for a second because um Ryan has always loved taking Thomas Party's cock in both hands. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, But uh, go, going going with going with you because you've been someone who I'm not gonna say has been critical because I don't I think have you've been, been critical. Cri- no, no, I I, have but not criti- not un, not undue. I don't mean I I just mean that you haven't been critical in the sense that you know you've never said that he wasn't a good player. You've always just said that you didn't really understand the hype. Um, For me, last season when we tailed off when Thomas Partey came out of the team, it was evident how important he was to the structures within the team. In this game, I know Granit Xhaka received the Man of the Match award, but Thomas Partey was world-class to a point where I was watching the TV saying, we have not had a player there like that since Patrick Vieira. We have constantly said this player is like patrick vieira or that player is like patrick vieira and we have a guy who's sitting there in the middle of the park who is able to take a player like granite jacker who was flawed and give him the freedom to go and do something else confidently and he's making him better and i also think he's been hugely important in making saliba look as good as saliba is looking just because of his his positional availability are you at a point now, Darren, where you're starting to see the importance of, of that player, the importance of Thomas Partey to the the Arsenal team
1: and the structures? Yeah, I mean, there's a few points there. For a start, there's no comparison to Vieira. They're nothing like each other to yeah. nothing whatsoever like each other. Completely different players. the think the was comparison
0: isn't in whether they're the exact same player. The comparison is in the effect that they have on the team.
1: Yeah, okay, in which case I'll take that. But, you know, Vieira was a box-to-box player who could tackle like you wouldn't believe, who had an engine like you wouldn't believe, who didn't sit in a centre circle and dictate play like Thomas Party does. He was, he was a different type of player, completely different for those of you who didn't watch Tom, uh, Patrick Vieira, because, you know, we're all getting on a bit. There's a lot of people who who follow Arsenal now that won't have seen Patrick Vieira in the flesh. But he was box-to-box, big, tall, strong, athletic, um, nothing like him. Thomas Partey, my criticism has always been is that I was expecting a player like we got at the weekend from the start with all the hype that he got when he arrived. Uh, you know, everyone was telling me he was going to be the game-changer. And it's taken, how long has he been there now, a year and a half? I would say, you know, with all of the injury problems and everything, has he been there? Is it a year and a half he's been there now? Is it two and a half? I don't know. Longer. It's, I thought it know, was it's, longer.
2: It's, Maybe it's two and a
1: half. It's two and a half years now. So for me, the first 18 months of his career, you know, he, he hasn't been the player that we wanted. And he's so injury prone. I've just not seen what the hype is worth. I stood next to somebody on Saturday or Sunday when we played Tottenham Hotspur, uh, Saturday lunchtime, was it? And I um, I said, that is the best. Performance I have seen by Thomas Party, and he is starting to do it consistently now. And now we have him. He is one of the reasons that we have made that step up. You know, there's there's a few the the improvement in Martinelli, the improvement in Jaka, the addition of of Jesus, the addition of Zinchenko. You know, the quality of Ben White, the immense impact that Saliba has made. These are all contributing factors. But to me, the single biggest thing is when we're playing a big side like we did at the weekend. You know thomas party's performance was so much better than anybody else on the pitch and yeah Jaka got mad of the match but i thought party was without doubt the best player on the pitch that day thanks performance yeah i gave it i
2: gave it to party too and and funny enough uh tomorrow is the two-year anniversary of us announcing party
1: oh, okay right so yeah so it's two years yeah there
2: you go see you later
1: max Go fuck yeah, up. max has just disappeared i mean it, i mean did were you, I mean, look, you're a big party fan. I was just disappointed with the hype, Ryan. That's That was the thing for me. I just got disappointed with it. He wasn't the player that everyone promised. I thought we'd get caught in possession far too easily. It took him a good year to get used to the pace of the Premier League. And I think injuries didn't help. But uh, what do you think?
2: No, I agree. Um, and I was also kind of in your shoes or in your boat when he was... Out for probably towards the end of last season. The talk was like, oh, we got to think about replacing Thomas. We got to think about what we're going to do going forward because he's always hurt. He's never around, especially for the big games. We want to make that big push. And I was like, yeah, I agree. I, I we, we spent a lot of money. We, you know, we we enacted this release clause. And the player itself, I think, is what we need. That, that kind of player, the kind of, like you were talking about, saying in the field, dictating pace, dictating the flow of the game. Because I think that's just how – Arsenal want to play. That's how Arteta wants to play. We want to be the dictators. We don't want to. We're not the. We're not. Arteta is not the kind of player to watch film and try to counteract the team. We're. He's the kind of coach where it's like this is how we're going to play. We're going to. The other team is going to watch tape on us. Um, But yeah, I I I was kind of going a little sour because you know what good what used to see because he's always so hurt. So I was kind of looking for other options for us. And yeah, I mean he's just fantastic. I mean, but don't get me wrong, I. I do think that we should probably look into a potential replacement. I don't I still don't know if Sandy's ready. And, you know, Thomas Partee can break down at any at any time. So I, I think we kinda need someone, needless to say, like it like a Douglas Luis who who's gonna be ready at the beck and call to where if, if party gets hurt, we have that replacement. It, it,
0: it puts the fear of God into you. Ryan, playing this well and being able to – and I can look across most people on the pitch and I can say, oh, if he goes down, we can replace him. If he goes down, we can replace him. Striker like Gabriel Jesus and Thomas Partey, I think those are the two positions yeah. where we have a couple of very capable young guys underneath them who on their very best day, on their very best day, can emulate or mimic what they're, they're going to do. But that's on their very best day. Eddie Nketiah on his very, very best day when he's completely on. He can do the things that Jesus can do. But if Jesus goes down for six weeks, I, I don't believe Eddie can produce it at that level consistently. And I'd say the same thing about Sambi. The only thing that is going to make Sambi better is getting Sambi out on a loan where Sambi is playing week in Week out at a good club, and I'm talking about getting him out to Roma, getting him out to Milan, getting him out to you know a a good league somewhere. And I kind of want to play the Premier
2: League. I don't, I don't want to send him anywhere
0: else. Well, I I I I just, I just don't, I just don't, I don't don't think, I don't think you can. He's almost, he's too good to send him to another Premier League. He's too good to send him to another Premier League team. He's certainly too good to change him to send him to a Championship team. I then wouldn't want Sambi and we've made this mistake with other players before right? if you send a player to a low level club, that club plays different football and Arteta plays front footed possession based football. So if you send Sambi to a club who doesn't play that style of football, then he doesn't learn anything going there. He just learns other habits, which is why I would send him to a, you know, a front footed club in another league and just purely to to go and play. And I don't think he's there and I don't think he's ready. And it, it, Strikes the fear of God into you because you're so worried, Ryan, about a repeat of last season. When we were flying and Thomas Partey came out of the team and all of the pieces around him started to fall apart. And do you know the, the thing? The player in the team who you would replace Thomas Partey with and probably get the best results isn't Sambi. It's Elneny. But that's a really short-term solution. You would admit, As soon as Partey goes down, I'm immediately like, I'm playing El Elneny. Sambi is a, is a cup player for me. He's a he's a, a you know even a replacement to Xhaka in some extent to me. But I mean, if Arsenal aren't Brian already having a real good look at something to do in January, I'd be surprised. I'd be very surprised.
2: Yeah, I, I the only thing that worries me is I want Sambi on board. I think he's a player for the future that I think will help us dearly. He'll win us games. He'll get us points. But like with all this talk about us buying a center mid in January, uh, with the amount of bids we put in for Douglas Sully's, you know, toward, toward on deadline
0: day, um, he hasn't just, done enough, Ryan, to trust. No, no, him, no I agree. In, in a, just, I just and, don't and just let me caveat player, this: in a title mind. push, okay. in a title push, he hasn't done enough. If we were if I we agree. were looking for if we were looking for sixth, fifth, fourth, I'd just about say he's good enough, but not in a fucking title push not when it comes to the back end of the season and we've got to win, you know, we, we've got to keep winning games at the back end of the season. We have to do something in January and we have to bring in someone who is El Nenny and better.
2: No, I agree. but And then that's why I'm saying, I just, I, I want Sandby to realize that. I want him to realize, hey, I'm not there yet. I'm going to get there. It's going to take some time. I need to have some growing pains and grind a little bit. I don't want him to just throw his toys out, you know, like, you know, I don't know if Darren uh, ended up watching all or nothing, but there's a, or no, was it all or nothing? Yeah, I think it was all yeah, or nothing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. But he's he like has he's not yeah. playing. And I just don't want that because I think he's a good player. I think he, you know, the captain and Endelik at 20 years old is a big fucking deal. I know people don't really know um, football outside of the top five leagues, but that's a big fucking deal. And I really want him. I think he can be a leader in this club. I think he could be great for our team. He's just not there yet. And I think he needs to realize that because I know, I think Arteta, re- oh, well, I know Arteta realizes that because of how much we tried to go in on Douglas Lewis the last minute when on, then he got hurt. Um, but I just don't, I, he needs to stay here mentally because I, I don't want think him to go
1: a, physically. Yeah, I don't think there's an issue. I don't see why you want to send him out, Max. I think uh, there's lots of football this year. You know, we're yeah. worried about Parsi getting injured. Well, we've got a very comfortable replacement who can can do half an hour every game if we're, if we're in a comfortable position. You know he's going to play a lot in the in the next few weeks because of the uh, Europa League. We're, you know we're playing twice a week. He's going to play and start in all of those games. He's going to get better. He's going to learn. You know, I, I don't see there's an issue. Is he's a ready made, you know, fit young man who's gonna come on it. And I don't think he's as bad as you're making out either. I mean, I'm I also understand. not making out that he is was a buried. top no, no, but is it is you're right, he's a top six, not a top two player, or maybe yeah. he's a top eight, not a top two player. I understand that. And and it looks I think like we've got to start lines changing of- our
0: mentality though, Darren. Like we've all we we've looked at ourselves, purely our position in the league table changes the strategy. Right? The if It it just does, it changes the strategy, Darren. And if come January, we're in this position and we're three points clear at the top or two points down in second, a, a critical strategy decision has to be made. And what I'm saying is I would rather that thinking be happening now than that thinking be happening in
1: fucking December. Yeah, I, yeah, but possibly you're getting a bit carried away as well. You know, I mean, there's there's a little bit that we get beat by Liverpool at the weekend. We, we draw at Leeds the following game, wherever it is, and, and we're overtaken and we're in fourth place. And our, our attitude changes towards, come on, we've got to get in the top four. Now Fuck you're, you're to a look negative at,
0: fan. You're no, so no, negative. I, fan. Everything I, I, that comes out of your mouth, Darren, is fucking this, this is doom and gloom. You know,
1: I sat down, I looked at your agenda today, and I sat down and I thought, you know, uh, I'm always the most positive because you're always so fucking negative on this program for so long. I'm always the, the positive voice. And now I'm thinking, I bet they get fucking carried away now. Look, I'm as excited as anyone, but we haven't played anyone. You know, who, who shouldn't we have beaten in our, you know, at Palace was a good result. It was a good result, but Palace have been beaten by all the top sides. They've been beaten by all the top sides. Side, they...
0: All the tops, But all of the, no, no, no. All the history, There's a reason the top why we're in first year. because people are losing to mid table and lower level teams.
1: Yeah, we're said, not. But, yeah, you know, but I Memphis said city I city said are. the start of the
0: season we could lose both games against City, both games against Liverpool, and as long as we go and do our fucking job, right, and beat everyone who we're meant to beat, we still have a chance of finishing above
1: them. But, but you know, the, your conversation led leading into this question was, you know, when we we're on a title challenge in the last eight, seven or eight games of the season. I mean, I absolutely hope you're right, and let's you know, we keep winning and we keep improving. There's there's a real possibility that that could be us this year. But let's be realistic. You know, Chelsea has spent £600 million in the close season. They're, they're starting to put results together and not playing well. Very, very good new manager. Do you know, uh, Tottenham, for all the shit they were, they're third in the table. That was the first time they've been beaten this year. Do you know, yeah, but, it's going to be tough. But it,
0: it's not like we're on an Emory run. It's not like we're winning and we're walking out of games and we're saying, oh, we didn't play well. Oh, we were, you know, we were dominated. Oh, we got away with that. So I can only look at the, I can only look at the reality of what's in front of me right now. What the Arsenal team is showing me right now, I can only look at the reality of how much improved we are with Jesus. But wildly
1: improved. This is this conversation has come about because you're saying send Sammy out on loan. Now look at some of the players in our squad who don't play at all. Ryan N- Ryan Nilsson, um, uh, Holding. You know there are players that are squad <laughs> players. You know that what. Well, <laughs>
0: Reese Reece Nelson. I know oh, no, we called
1: him Ryan. Do you remember Ryan Everyone? Yeah, then? yeah, yeah. Wasn't it Ryan Everyone? That was my
2: favorite part of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, you
1: know, with Ryan Nelson and Ryan holding, you know, these players that aren't getting any minutes at all, you know, some of those need to go out and play. Look at Balogun. Do you see what Balogun's doing on loan? Um, he's doing uh, it if, in if, the fucking
0: Farmers League. He scored
1: again uh, yeah. this weekend. Yeah, but he scored six. No, he's he's playing in top flight French football. That's what you're talking league. about. Send him out. He scored six goals in nine games. You know, he's getting a bit of um, a, a bit of that regular playing because he wasn't going to get any minutes at Arsenal. But Sambi Laconga has played plenty of times this year already. You know, he started a few games. He's come on every game as substitute. I think you know, it's not an issue. He's going to play on Thursday this week. He's going to play on Thursday next week. He's going to come on for the last twenty minutes, you know, against Liverpool. You know, to save. I think my point.
0: I think my point was was that there's no issue with Samby playing well, you want FA to fuck Cup him games. Off. I do want because, him because I'm off not because, because I'm not confident playing. that if Thomas Party pings a fucking hamstring and goes down for eight weeks, so that we, we, we can got make. It. That we can maintain our structures with Sambi?
1: No, I no, no. A, I think it's we're a really. Let's get rid of him, it'll be even worse. Do you no, know, I'm saying really let's good. fucking. I'm saying I'm not Nini's saying let's injured.
0: fucking get rid of him today, no. you donut. I'm saying in fucking injured. January. I'm saying Nini's in January injured. when we're on top of the fucking league, right? <laughs> and we have to go and look at whether or not we're going to trust Sambi to do us the next part of the league. You're fucking. Your brain's fucked.
1: I think Luis, uh, I think Ryan Luis at Villa is, is definitely a player that we're going to make more bids for. I think he was talking about putting in a transfer request. He wants to come to Arsenal, no doubt. I'm sure that if he's good enough, that will probably happen. But I don't see the need to get rid of Samby There's a hell of a lot of football in a World Cup this year.
2: Well, see, I agree Sorry. with you. But, but my point is, is if we do sign Douglas Luis in January, which I agree with Max, I think that's something we definitely need to look into because I do think... Someone like Samby will probably hold and keep the status quo to an extent, where I think a Douglas Luis player will kind of bring us over the line if Thomas Partiz hurt. But so, like I said, if we bring in Douglas Luis, which I think we kind of should, or a player like Douglas Luis of his caliber, Premier League proven, then, then, Darren, where are the minutes? If Thomas Partiz healthy and Douglas is healthy, where where are the minutes for Sambi? Because I can't find him. Because with Ryan holding, he's going to play Thursday. Ryan holding is. Is a, he's going to be a guy who's always going to play for us? And Reese Nelson just came back from injury, so he's an interesting situation that we're going to monitor. But with Pepe gone, I think he'll get minutes. Um, I, I I don't think we're going to co- constantly rely on Marquinhos and Martinelli. I think Nelson maybe he'll play left wing, or Marquinhos play left wing, and Reese Nelson will be on the other side. Um, but with Sandby, I just if, if we bring in another center midfielder, where does he play? If Thomas Partey and Douglas Luiz are both healthy. Does he play the Jockey role? Yeah, maybe, but I don't know if that's where we see him. Cause he's always said he's a six, and granted he's he's a kid, so you can't necessarily always go by what he says. You I, just know, think like you say only, I think you can up, only
0: but... take you can only take the big step up if you're playing every week. If you're playing every week and if you're playing in the biggest games. And this is a danger when you bring in good talent and young men and you're not able to give them the top games you have to play top you have to play top games to know how you're going to play in top games and i'm sure you know, his I, asshole is still scarred from liverpool when yeah. he got when, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's still scared of that
1: he, isn't he going to get better under this manager than another manager i just don't think you can get i i think there's only a certain amount of not against yeah,
0: yeah. Not against fucking Uzbekistan. No, no but he played out there
1: against Tottenham Hotspur at the weekend. You know, what I mean, and the game know...
0: was and the game was won. He didn't run out there with the crowd fucking roaring at him, Darren, and have to perform from the first second he got there. I'm, I'm like you are making it seem like I'm slagging him up. I can't right? believe
1: you. Oh. You you want to have him killed and, and hung drawn oh, and caught. No, we the want the him West killed West and history. resurrected. We don't want him gone for good. Just you know, go
2: on loan and
1: and, do, and what do the shit. Well, he's gonna get better playing in in the French league, which you just said is a farmer's league. You know what I mean? I never
0: said send him to the fucking French league. Well you said don't put him
1: in the Premier League because he can't because he can't go to the Premier League. Let's send I him said, a, se- I well,
0: said send him to Italy or send him to fucking Spain to go and play with some top teams for six months, for six months and bring him back. And if he fucking kills it, he kills it in the meantime. And this is assuming that he doesn't make his imprint and play really, really well in the games that he's offered. But so far, what I'm saying is he hasn't shown me that he is at the level of Thomas Partey
1: or that he is me. capable of getting Thomas to the level, does of play at the level of Thomas Partey. It's <laughs> fucking garbage. How many right. he doesn't have season? He's playing well, but like, but when he's fucking fit, you're right. So why don't we get rid of party and get somebody who's fucking fit every week and who's as good? You well, I hope I
0: mean? it doesn't. I hope this I can't believe it. We're line top of the thought, league and I you, can't find, thought, Darren, you, you can't find anyone to slag off. You can't find anyone to bite you in the ass because you can't find will.
1: anyone to slag off. So oh, let's pick on poor little Be history, Bamby.
0: Be history fucking Bambi.
1: Have you seen? Did you ever watch Walt Disney? Fucking poor little Bambi, and you want to kick him out and shoot him? Can't believe it can't believe it. You're cruel. Fucking it's Australians. Conversa- you fucking has gone
0: wildly left of where I thought it would end up. But...
1: <laughs> okay. All little testicles are all leaking now. They're drained of anything because you just ruined him. He
0: couldn't ejaculate 16 times in an hour and break the world record. He could but if we build Thomas... him up and
1: make him feel like it. If he's listening to this, and I know he does, he'll be saying, I can't believe that. Man. I always like that, Max. I always thought he was funny. Funny looking anyway.
0: Fucking cunts. All of you, um, Willie Saliba. Willie Saliba. Oh, Ryan. he's a gun. Ugh. I think there's some. I, I, I think when you start looking at players of his caliber at his age, no matter what, we have to be we have to be reticent of the idea that every single club on the planet with big money is going to want to make a bid for him. What do you think we need to do to keep him knowing that we are not a football club who is going to pay overs for potential?
2: I mean, I think you, did, you know, the, you had him look at the project, look what we're doing, look what we're doing right now, look what we're going to be doing. Um, I would like to think he's well assimilated in London. I think he has friends here. I think he's gelled well with the team. Um, and yes, I know it's not everything. I know players now look to money and stuff, look for money and stuff, but, I don't know. I, I, I think I don't see him going anywhere, at least not right now. Um, I mean I mean I he's he's just so good, man. I he's the best center back in the world right now. I I, I don't care what anyone says. I really, I really think so. He's his smoothness, his calmness with the ball, although granted, and and then this is where I I guess Darren Cover your ears. this is where I'm gonna get a little pessimistic. I worry that you know, at this level, at this huge level one fuck up with the ball that he because he's been dribbling around everybody like in our box. It's scary, but he does it with ease and with calmness and so smooth. I think if he fucks up and gives a goal up like that, I think that might be the end of that. I hope it's not because he's a young player. He's going to be great. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to anywhere anytime soon. I think, you know, the project speaks for itself. I think, you know, especially a player that's in it every week. They probably have a better notion than we do, but we're going to be in a bunch of Champions Leagues. We're going to be we're going to go far in the Champions League. We're going to we're going to be f- fighting for the title. You know, we're the youngest team. I think maybe now we're second youngest team in the Premier League. So I mean, this is going to be a for a long time. We're going to be in the conversation for Champions League. We're going to be in the conversation for the Premier League title for a lot of years to come. And I think as a play, if 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 the average fan sees that, I think the, you know, then the player is obviously going to say that because they're, they're working with the team week in, week out, and they're grinding with the team week in, week out. So I think that is going to hold a lot of water um, because at the end of the day, I think I'm sure Saliba just wants to, you know, start for his country and he will, he will start for France. um, And he's going to be part of that powerhouse. Didn't I read
1: that he got dragged off at halftime for France when they were two nil down at the weekend? He started and at halftime he was dragged off. They were two 0 down here, taken up after forty five oh, minutes. I don't,
2: I, don't I don't fucking pay attention to friendlies. I don't
1: give do a fuck. It wasn't a friendly. It was all. Uh, <laughs> oh, ball. sorry. Yeah, yeah. You
2: for nations. Yeah.
1: Exactly. No, no, no. But I'm saying it was France. I mean, I only oh, read because he's an perfect. Arsenal player, and uh, you know, uh, we, you know, I sort of tend to follow Arsenal players, and uh, yeah, it was a headline. He was dragged off after forty five minutes. I'm so not sure. Darren, why, is it know. just
0: is it just scar tissue that's making us fear the loss of? Saliba or yeah, you know bad, yeah. do, do you think that the Arsenal fan base is justified in being worried that when you have a talent at that age and that skill level that people are going to come in for them and the yeah, we- second part to that question if you were to get a hundred million pounds for him is that also a good business regardless of the loss of the player
2: also down real quick before you answer I uh, just really quick I you're acting as if we're not a big club I think Given, I I know we've had that discussion, we're not, we haven't been there, we're not in the talk, but watching this project and watching where we're going, fuck, people are going to fucking come to us.
1: Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, on. Max Max may think we're a little club in North London, not me, we're (laughs) awesome fucking football club, we're the best in the world, we're by far the greatest team the world has ever seen, haven't you heard, Uh, just, you know, uh, (laughs) Uh, what was your question, Max? Uh-
0: <laughs> uh, it's, uh, is it scar tissue, just worrying about it? And if we would get really big money for him, is that not also equally good business?
1: The sad thing is we we it depends very much on this individual as a player. I think I mentioned it to you, Max, earlier in the week. Uh, it depends whether he's Nicholas Anelka or whether he's Tony Adams. You know, is is you know, Nicholas Anelka was a young superstar at Arsenal. I was lucky enough to see him start his career. He was only a fucking kid, nineteen years old, and took the Premier League by storm. He was fantastic. Within two years and within his career, he'd gone for big money six times was always looking for a paycheck, was always uh, influenced by his brother, who was also his agent. And we never really, when we talk about the best players in world football, we don't really talk about Nicolas Anelka. And yet, if he'd have stayed at Arsenal for, for eight years, he'd probably be our leading goal scorer of all time and would be one of the stars of Premier League football, you know, in the Hall of Fame. Now, it depends whether Saliba has got that mentality that he can see what's going on here he's fallen in love with Arsenal because he's. Uh, it's very difficult to fall in love with a club where for three years they say you're not good enough and fuck, off, fuck him off on loan somewhere. Uh, it seems like it was a fabulous bit of business by Arsenal, you know, to sign him up on a five-year contract to see that potential. But it just depends on him. If he does go, it's going to be because he wants to go. And if he wants to go, it means he doesn't want to be part of the project. And if he doesn't want to be part of the project, then I'm afraid we don't want him at our football club. You know, it's it's a fairly straightforward thing. On the good side, I just hope that he does fall in love with the project. He realises he's, he's getting a better player. He's going to be really high profile. He continues to play for Arsenal in the Premier League. And you can see that. And we'll obviously, obviously offer him a shed load of money. And uh, I think, I hope he will stay. Because he does look, you know, he's still young. He's still making mistakes. But I think he looks like he could be the real deal.
0: Mm, I was just reading then, actually, on my phone, that apparently we've opened... Conversations with him for a three-year extension. I, Just knowing what Arsenal's wage structure is like and knowing that a player like Saka is only now signing a contract that's going to take him to a, a, a reported 200K a week, that... I can't imagine that Saliba will be offered more than, you know, know, 150,000 a week. The
1: world is in a pretty shitty state and there's only a very few clubs that can actually afford to pay that sort of wages. You know, unfortunately, Manchester City and Chelsea in our league very much can afford it you know, and then one or two of the top teams. But they don't pay. People come to England for those sort of wages. You know, 150, grand a week. He's not going to get many other places in the world outside of the Premier League. And if City come in and Chelsea come in for him, you know, that, that worries me because his head could get turned because they could offer him 400 grand a week and then he's going to suddenly become French. Mm.
0: Mm. Ryan, I've, I've, I've got a note here from the game that just says simply... Is it time for to see Gabrielle on the bench and Ben White in at centre back? The, oh, mistakes, more the mistakes, the mistakes for him, the mistakes for him are starting to pile up. We've said on here before, and Darren has said this as well.
1: <laughs> it was me who posted that question. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little,
0: he's a, he's a little square shouldered. He's a little rash. And as good as his best is, he's got some parts of his game that are very worrying. And Ben White has been phenomenal at right back and phenomenal in defense. We have another sender back there. Um, do you think it's time for a bit of rotation or stick with him?
2: Uh, I mean, what, he's 24? Like He's still, for a centre back, that's, he might as well be 19, 20. Um, I, I think he's still young. I think he's still learning his craft. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, he's... He's no William Saliba, you know, uh, but, he, but he offers something different than a William Saliba. And I think Ben White, uh, we need to, in my opinion, for a center back pairing to work, you need a foil of one another. I don't think Ben White is a foil of Saliba. I think Gabrielle is a foil of Saliba. Um, and you're going to have that. You're going to have a center back that's just a broadsheet bully that's just taking bitches out, you know, maybe giving a cup a costly free kick. But uh, I think you need that, and you need that, and he's got a little bit of cunt that I love, and I and I think I don't know if William Sleba has that yet. Um, you know, with his little little tussle with Harry Kane, that probably should have gotten Harry Kane sent off, but um, or at least at least a yellow. Um, but you know, I I I don't know. I I I think his his kind of profile, his the type of way he plays, he's always going to be in hot water. But I think he comes good more times than not, and I I just think that you know. Um, just keep letting him learn his craft. This whole team is, is constantly learning, constantly getting better. And um, I think we're going to get, especially defensively, we're going to get better over time. And, uh, But I guess coming out from the other side of the coin, I, I want to see Tomiyasu play. I think Tomiyasu defensively is a better right back than Ben White. I think Ben White offers more going forward, even though funny enough, Tomiyasu on most heat maps and all that, crap analysis or whatever. Like I don't say crap. I I look at it every game, but Tomiasu is the one that's higher up the pitch. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just want to see Tomiasu play. So sure. But no, I think Gabriel's learning. He's getting better. And I think um, we just got to give him games. Like you say, with saying? We just got to give Gabriel games.
0: And I think he'll be fine. Darren, Gabriel looks like a bit of a penalty machine to me and has done I think you out.
2: have scar tissue from, from Luis and, and Granite Chaka. That's why you're bringing this fucking conversation up. I don't.
0: Granit well, Granit no, Chaka is my
2: new best friend, so don't talk shit about Granite Jaka.
0: Darren, you've you've been one to not suck on the entire penis of Gabrielle. Um we've seen the flaws and we said it points. Am like, I just sucking on everyone's dick? Is that what you're That's what, that what you do. That's at? what you do, Ryan. You okay, suck on fair, everyone's dick. Fine. Okay, and that's fair. Suck on everyone's dick. Um Darren, no. do you th- do you think there's enough? That, do you think that he's showing that there is a rashness and there are flaws in in his game that maybe some time out of the team to iron out?
1: Yeah, I don't think getting out of the team irons those things out. Playing football does, and he is young, as as Ryan says. But I brought this up um, with you earlier in the week. I think because I just think our side is better with uh, Tommy Yasu in it, uh, and then you look at how you can change that team. And Gabriel to me has always looked like there's mistakes waiting to happen. He's been sent off and he's been um, booked and he's made rush challenges, fouls, penalties constantly throughout his career. He is a much better player this season than he was last season. In that he's, he's he is a beast and we do need that. And I wonder if that that energy that he brings does hold that back four together a little. But I look at the cultured um, football of Wyatt and Saliba looks like he's a real footballer. Um, Add Tomiyasu one side and Zinchenko the other. Suddenly that looks like a back four that can play their way out of trouble. I don't see it with Gabriel. I don't think Gabriel's a bad player. I don't think we're a bad side with him in it. But I think we need to find Tomiyasu a place in that side. The first six months that Tomiyasu played for our club, he was the best right back I've seen for many, many years. He can also play at centre-back. I just think we need him in the side. Otherwise, we're going to end up losing him. And I think it would be a a good time now, maybe after the Liverpool game, to to start to bring and make a few little changes. We've got a lot of football coming up over the next, uh, what, six weeks before the World Cup? and It's less than that now, isn't it? About six weeks, eight weeks before the World Cup. And I just think now is the time to tinker and make those changes.
0: Yeah, I I mean, it's my appreciation for Ben White that drives a lot of this conversation for me because I think he has been exceptional and and almost every time there has been someone required on the cover it's been Ben White on the cover you know, the way that he reads the game and the the passion that he shows for the badge, it's not that Gabriel doesn't show passion for the badge and I really like Gabriel, I do but I just feel like in the big moments in the big games, Gabriel's shown that he has a propensity to lose his head and Ben White has shown the complete opposite for me, he's shown so much composure and for me, if someone was saying, and let's not talk positionally or left or right, if someone was saying, pick your two best center backs at the club, my two best center backs at the club are, are Ben White and Willie Saliba. And it's not like Willie Saliba's a, a shrinking violet. He's a big fucking man. You know, it's not like you're yeah. taking one big man. It's not like you've got a big man, little man combination there and Gabriel's his bodyguard. <clears throat> but for me, some of that ball movement that's coming out of Saliba's side is just particularly exciting with Saliba and Ben White and Partey interchanging in small spaces and releasing Saka and Odegaard down the wing is, is exceptional. Um, I, know
1: the, I don't want to be too picky, Max, and I might have got my facts wrong, but, you know, we missed out on Champions League football last year. By, you, know, point or two. you can always go back through games that we should and shouldn't have won. We played Manchester City off the park last year at High, uh, the Emirates, and uh, I think it was that the game that... Um, that Gabriel got sent off, two bookings one after the other, changed Stupid the bookings. whole profile of the game. We were so dominant in that game. We ended up losing. You know, we were winning that game. We ended up losing two one, if my memory strikes me right. And uh, it was, you know, I mean, he got lots of support from Arsenal fans there, me included, because he was passionate and he was up for it and he was great in that game. But it was his mistakes that suddenly probably cost us, um, probably cost us three points, and we'd be playing Champions League football this year.
0: Yeah. And the other one was Rob Holding getting sent off doing something fucking stupid in another game that we should have won. I mean, there
1: was always thinking pick holes. I'm not, you know, Gabriel has been good. I just think that there are, there is a propensity for him to make errors. Even, not even the ones that sending offs the penalties. Just to get errors, he gets caught out of possession. And he doesn't look as comfortable on the ball as the rest of them. Uh, and if if I was an opposition coach, I would be targeting him to, to press. Well, I they just bought, so I,
2: again, I, I keep referencing all nothing. Still, they brought it up in all and nothing, where they said to him, they went over the, the, the game tape, and they said, when Gabrielle has a first touch, if if it, if his first touch isn't a hundred percent perfect on the ball, he panics and he fucks up. And what wh- what goal did he? Wh- where did he give up the goal? It was early on this season. I don't remember, but mm-hmm. yeah, he, he, had, he had he had a bad touch, which led to another bad touch, which led to an even worse pass, and then the, uh, and then they scored. So yeah, I? Can think
1: can I think it's also worth mentioning here that Saliba also has that that in him. I mean, he. Yeah. I think it was a goal we scored against Brentford last week that started from him having a really bad first touch, and he managed to just nick it away from the defender uh, from the attack, and we and we went on and, and made a five, three or four passes, and the ball was in the net. But it was a bad touch from him. And again, if you look at the game against Tottenham. That 20 minutes to go period where Saliba gave away a foul, got booked. It was real, you know, youth inexperience. You know, so, you know, there is a worry that we suddenly go, well, Saliba's the finished article and we take out, you know, it it, it is football. People do make mistakes. You know, let's not, well, we are top of the league. We're not doing too badly. Um, but Saliba's also got that in him at the moment. His first touch isn't great, and it will get better as he. As all he the reason, re- all he- the
0: more reason for me want to want to put Ben White into that back four because I think Ben and White has the best. Maybe you should put Saliba out, out, oh, oh, yeah. out on loan.
1: Maybe you yeah. should put out on loan.
2: Okay. No, but, it, but it's so it's funny because you brought up the conversation of like selling Saliba, and I get it. We're not going to get that kind of money for Gabriel. But to me, if we're having this discussion of selling a centre back, I think I think. I think we're a good enough team and we mask Gabriel's inefficiencies enough to where if we're going to sell a center back, it would, it would be Gabriel. And I, think, and I think if we were to go down that road and, and potentially sell him, I think we would get a lot of money. I mean, yes, are we getting williams Saliba money? No, we're not. But I think – in rebuilding the team and, and doing what we need to do with the money. I yeah, I think that, that if that would be probably the end result if we need to go about uh
0: look, we're gonna get we're gonna get Champions League football, and there's gonna be absolutely no yeah. reason to fucking sell anyone.
2: No, no, I, no, I, I agree. That, that.
0: That, that's the fact because we're gonna be playing FA Cups, we're gonna be playing League Cups, we're gonna be playing Champions League football. We're not gonna be playing on fucking Thursday and Sunday anymore. We're gonna be back to playing. On the big show, rather than playing in shitty fucking Europa League football. And guys, we've also got to get through a World Cup. Where almost every player in our squad has to go away and has to play more football. Over how many weeks is the World Cup? Six. Six fucking. Yeah. And is there a break afterwards, or are we six weeks I straight? Think there's, back a,
1: there's, into... a, there's a weeks break afterwards, I believe. It's a not week, much. big,
0: big fucking break. Then we yeah. are going to see guys in the Premier. You've got to
1: remember, most of the players, if they were, you know, the group stages a month. So apart from a few elite players, you know, it isn't all six weeks. They won't all come back tired because most of them will have finished their football in the first four weeks. So most of them will have had a two-week break. I've never before. wanted
0: for Brazil to do as fucking badly. In a, I'll be cheering for Brazil to do terribly. Who else? Will I, I always saying? cheer for Brazil to do badly, but it, funny enough, I think, in my opinion, I think they're the favorites. I think I
2: pick them to win. I think this this World Cup is perfect for them in the heat where they thrive. Um, but anyways, really quick before you go, uh, November twelfth is our last game before the World Cup, and then our first game back from the World Cup is Boxing Day, December twenty sixth. Again,
0: West Ham.
1: So, so, so was that six weeks, yeah. Yeah, we are going to weeks, see. Uh, weeks, so. We are going to
0: see so many fucking soft tissue injuries yep. across the Premier League. We're going to see so many players go down going over there and exerting themselves in the heat.
1: Yeah, I mean, up. I don't think it cared too carried away because it is only the same as they're playing here. It's two games a week. You know, it, it's two games a week. The fact that the... the yeah, they're still the, going to play the rest
0: of the fucking games.
1: No, no but the competition is, is being played in, in the winter for a reason because it's not quite so hot there. You know, I mean, it is it is a well It's still going to be hard as shit, though, I think. You're going right. to see injuries.
0: You're going to see, injuries, see the, injuries,
1: 100%. Well, yeah, but no more than you would do if they're playing in the Premier League, you know? Um, yeah,
0: but then they got to play extra fucking games. They've still got to play the Premier League games. It's just it's just load in players. The complexion. This is why it's so important that we go into the World Cup break, preferably in the position that we're in. And this is why again that Liverpool game might be season-defining because if we can go and get three points out of that Liverpool game, if we can do that, and we can keep chugging until World Cup, it just gives us it, it gives us the space. It gives us the ability. And, you know, we might get away with it. We might get very few injuries, and a team like City might get some some really big injuries. That fucking android robot <laughs> fucking Rocky fucking – which was the Rocky with the big Russian? Rocky 3?
1: Okay. Well, nobody's if got to die He dies, he dies. Yeah.
0: Now. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like that motherfucker could go down, and then, you know, they got rid of Jesus, and they're fucked without that cunt. He's scoring all their fucking gold. Fucking android-looking Russian Cunt looks like he should be collecting money under a bridge. No shit. Like, fucking troll-faced cunt. I mean, he's fucking – he's real good. Cunt looks like a fucking troll. I mean, I wouldn't fuck him unless he paid me. Then I'm – but i probably fucking Probably would. But I wouldn't oh, enjoy
1: it. Oh, look at the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note <laughs> – I think there's a reason why that I think there's a reason why as Arsenal fans we're starting to have conversations about the deficiencies in our team. And I think it's interesting that for once we're having conversations about the possible deficiencies in our team, not because we're shit, but because we're good. And because Arsenal fans are starting to think about how good are we and how good do we have to be to stay this good across the entire season? And it's a really nice feeling. It's a really nice feeling to start having these sorts of conversations about questioning whether players are good enough from a place of positivity, not a place of, of negativity. I also just wanted to finish by saying that the videos from the Emirates after that game are some of the best videos that I've ever seen. The the, the crowd staying, jumping carrying on, just absolutely phenomenal. And it's such a pleasure at the moment to be an Arsenal fan. It's such a pleasure at the moment to be able to come online and have conversations about a team that we love and a team that is producing and, and giving us something positive week in, week out, in a time when there's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of insecurities in the world, be it economic and social and things like that. So, you know, I implore everyone out there to just, Stay together and stay on it, and keep supporting the team, and keep staying as a unit. Because I really think that the team is growing off the back of the fan base, and the fan base is growing off the back of the team. Um, I would usually finish with something about penises, but instead I press the button before the end this time. <laughs> <laughs> usually, I don't know how to press the it button. Was a bit of a
1: it's... bit of a premature.
0: I did. I did. I did. I was. <laughs> oh. All right. It's been Ask Brothers Ranked castle See you next time. Bye. This is an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter at The Arse Brothers. Get all our content on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and SoundCloud at Arse Bros. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button.